episode of Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am just thrilled to bring you a series during the Thanksgiving holiday, because Lord knows we all need to take a break sometimes from all those holiday festivities. So whether you're driving to a family's house, whether you're getting ready to go Black Friday shopping, which I love to do, my inner Katniss comes out, Or if you're just hanging around the home, getting some stuff done, maybe you're on call in the hospital, I'm just super glad that you're hanging with me today. This conversation is with Dr. Maureen McGoran. She is a holistic psychiatrist, and she is coming to talk to us today about being intentional. I don't know about you, but I definitely needed this message in my life. So listen to our conversation and then stick around afterwards for that kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Maureen McGoran. It is so great to have you on here. We were talking for like 20 minutes ahead of time, so we got to capture this on the podcast. But go ahead and tell all my listeners about your fabulous self. Hi, Erin. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun talking with you now. I feel like we're old friends already. Pretty cool. Super psyched to be on this podcast. And um, yeah, so I'm a holistic psychiatrist. I um, work with women and moms, helping them deal with anxiety, feeling stressed, and kind of feeling more calm, clear, and confident. And I really love uh, what I do. I love this. So I'm intrigued. And so I know our listeners are too. What's this gist with the holistic psychiatrist? Tell me more. Yeah. So essentially when I was, um, came out of my psychiatry residency, I had a period of, uh, burnout. I really was kind of a bit fried and um, wasn't sure I was actually going to continue with medicine and psychiatry. And um, so I did a private practice and I was doing psychiatry kind of, I was doing a therapy-based work with people and Mm -hmm. I was also prescribing medications. And that was when I just started to feel really burnt out. Like I was, I would joke, like I feel like a Pez dispenser, like people would just come in and open their mouth and I would give them a pill and I was like, this isn't really making the big change that I feel like is possible for them. So I got pregnant and I um, took some time off of work and um, it was just one of the best things I ever did. I felt like I got to have a second childhood really um, being with my son. And um, during that time, I was really questioning, like, am I going back to medicine? Am I going to do this? And um, I, I took a course on integrative nutrition, which I loved and was super helpful in terms of um, you know, feeding my family. And I also began to meditate. I learned about meditation and it just just found my passion. I I really loved it. It changed so much for me that I wanted to bring it into my practice in psychiatry. And I didn't quite know how to do that. I felt like I had to create something new. So with the nutrition, with the meditation, I, you know, I thought, well, this is the whole body approach. It's a holistic thing. So that's just what I started calling myself. And that was probably about eight years ago. There really wasn't much holistic um, stuff out there. So people didn't really know what it was, but, you know, I would just talk to them, explain it. And there was a real interest in it. People really resonated with it. So tell me too, just because my brain is spinning, what does your typical clinical day kind of look like encompassing this whole broadie approach? 
So, well, as it is now, you know, it's been building over, over the years, I've really transitioned more into it's kind of, I call it a kind of a more of a coaching model with people because we work together, we agree to work together for at least a minimum of three to six months at a time to really tackle these issues. Most times it's um, habits or lifelong things that they're wanting to change. So um, I'll meet with them um, either every week or every other week for that period so, and right now at this point, I'm seeing people on Tuesdays and Thursdays in my office. Um, I do see some people virtually, but it's primarily in person in my office and it's, it's really works well. I'm able to see people just during school hours so I can be done for when my kids get home. And then um, the other days I'm doing things like billing or, you know, working on social media or creating online things. Um, but I love it because it, it allows me to be fully present, you know, 100% for these people that I'm working with. And then also to have time for, you know, rest, recovery for my family, for, for my life. So it's, it's really great. Well, time. holy shit, I love it because I think that's what we're all gunning for is to have this life that is centered and intentional. And I love your segue because it's exactly what your word is t- today is um, intention. So we kind of already know your backstory, but tell me why you pick this word more. It's a powerful word, intention. You know, I think that there's so much clarity when you have an intention. It helps you move forward rather than sort of feeling like you're being pulled along or sleepwalking or just, you know, automatic pilot going through things. So there's a sense of being really present. Um, I had an experience almost three years ago where my uh, youngest sister died suddenly mm. she had a, uh, an aneurysm and of course we didn't know about it. Um, I had seen her at Christmas and, you know, I really remember that time being kind of like stressed and irritable and wanting to leave and go home. But it was interesting because something kept telling me to go back and to talk to her. I, I was, and you know, so I, I had sat with her, I talked to her. I have 11 brothers and sisters, so there's a lot of us. <laughs> so there's, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of see and be present with everyone. But as I was getting ready to leave, I remember I was just looking at the wall and then I heard this thing in my head that said, we may not all be together next Christmas. And I just thought, oh, don't be, you know, don't be negative. Don't be thinking those things, you know. And my brother-in-law had cancer and my mother is older and has had health problems. So I just assumed it would be probably one of them. But so anyway, and then I went, I said goodbye to her. Then I went to my car and again, I heard this thing like, go talk to her, like give her this gift for her son. So I did, I went in and gave her a hug, said, I love her, Merry Christmas. And, you know, a couple days later, just got this call that she, she was dead. And it was just a shock, you know, it's still in a way, it's like, almost like my brain doesn't believe it. You know, I keep, I see pictures of her. I, you know, I just keep thinking, oh, she's away. I haven't seen her yet. But I had a massive uh, opening and experience after her death where um, I had meditated a lot. I've studied meditation for the last 10 years. So I used the meditation to help me get through that. I sat down with a friend of mine who was visiting me and we started to meditate and immediately I felt her presence. I just felt the sense of her and it was so strong. Um, She'd only died just a couple hours before and I felt this sense of joy. It didn't make any sense to me at all, but I just felt the sense of like her joyful. It felt like her, like the person I knew my whole life, but it felt like her much lighter. Like there was just this relief, like things had been lifted. And I just thought, wow, like how can I grieve when I feel her this way? And, you know, over the period of um, 
of the funeral, things like that. You know, it's intense. It's very mm -hmm. sad. Um, but another thing I had learned in my meditation training was um, about a book called um, The Modern Book. I'm now probably going to get the name of it wrong, but it's the it's like the the Book of the Dead for Modern Times. And it's an adaptation of the Tibetan Book of the Modern Book of the Dead. It's, it's basically an updated one, and it's created by a physician who's named Dr. Samuel Sagan. And he actually started the meditation school called the Clairvision School where I was studying. And in that book, anyway, there's something that you can read to the deceased, which is what the Tibetan Book of the Dead is based on. And anyway, in reading that, it was just, it was such a healing experience for me. And it was a sense of, again, like really feeling her presence. And it just, it struck me to my bones. I was like, that death isn't the end, that there's another phase that she has just kind of gone first and she's journeyed into that. Um, and there's a sort of peace with that. Like I feel her presence a lot. And, and, you know, I, like I said, I have 11 brothers and sisters and I have this terrible, um, you know, medical genetic thing where my both of my grandfathers died in their 40s of heart attack or heart disease and granted that was in a time before we had you know hypertensive medications but my father died at 69 one of my brothers had a heart attack recently and you know it's just like starting to strike me like we're only here for so long like we have no idea when my sister was 43 you know it's just right. total shock you know kids and so the intention is around like, just like waking up being like, oh my God, like, well, if what I have is left, what am I going to do? How am I going to be present? How am I going to have the, the biggest impact? And how am I going to really connect with the people that I love? Like, that's the most important thing to me. So it really gave me that, that perspective, like what's important now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I really resonate when you talk about like waking up. Because even though we're so busy and we're running and we're doing these things and we're getting through medical education and practice and all of that, we can still be slumbering. You know, we can still be sleepwalking through life. And I think that's the cool thing about this podcast too and all the stories that people is that there are more of us who are seeking more. And I think you're 100% onto it with that being intentional, you know, and, and knowing what is the very most important thing in my life today. Yeah. And I think the thing is, as women, I feel like we're particularly challenged because we have these abilities to sort of multitask or, you know, to kind of be like hard on ourselves. And, you know, you and I were talking about doctors and medical school and how in your residency, like there's just this expectation of perfection, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of pressure that way. And then there's also this natural thing of always being busy you know, like of always wanting to accomplish something, get something done and like really learning how to slow down, really learning how to relax, really learning how to receive, you mm -hmm. know, the sense of there's so much there that's for us and the whole concept of pleasure and that being okay and that being like balanced in life. Like I feel like all of those parts come with the intention and the slowing down and the feeling more calm and um, you know, so it feels like it all ties together in terms of the work I do. And it's actually really heals me as well. Yeah. And I love it. And you are getting to do, you're getting ready to do an online workshop specifically around these things. Can you tell us more about it if people are interested? Yeah, I'm starting, I'm going to do a, you know, it's funny because it keeps evolving, but originally it was going to be like a two hour live workshop with a week of Facebook support, uh, group support. And um, 
what I realized was, you know, everyone is so, so busy that, so I decided to break it up and it's going to be um, starting December 9th. It's going to be a series of three live webinars and each of them are going to have a different theme around different holiday struggles. And um, they'll be on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they'll be recorded. So if people can't come that they can see it all, there'll be um, a lot of resources to go along with that, a lot of practices based in mindfulness, um, different therapy practices that I've found really helpful with the women that I work with. And essentially, it's just, it's a way to really, um, a tool, a gift to really slow down, to be present, to, um, you know, to have these moments of meaning. You know, really, when you think about, like, what are we doing? What do we want here? Often, it's that interconnection. It's that sense of love. It's that sense of um, being together. So this, um, this, you know, I don't even know how to call it workshop training. It's, it's really I think you should call it moments of meaning. I just wrote that down because I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so true. Because really, that's what we all dream of for our holidays. We want those special moments of meaning instead of all the hustle bustle shit pictures decorations cookies gifts craziness we just really all want moments of meaning definitely yeah and that's the focus and i love it well i'm excited we will definitely get all of this in the show notes with the links and the dates and everything so anybody who's listening into their car right now don't worry about it just go to the website i'll have it all teed up for you perfectly there because i think you know, kind of positioning this between Thanksgiving and, you know, the Christmas holidays, it, it really can make it more purposeful, intentional, and walk away from the holiday season going into 2020 with meaning rather than exhaustion. Exactly, exactly. So it's about, you know, rather than being depleted at the end of all this, but kind of feel full and to have tools and things that you can use, you know, essentially not just in the holidays, but, you know, your whole life. And really, you know, wanting to, my wanting to give and to uh, be there for support, for questions, and to help you implement any uh, of these practices. Absolutely. I love it. Where do you hang out at? What's your website? So my website is my name. It's uh, MaureenMagoran.com. Awesome. I know that you're, we had talked about that you're um, venturing back into the physician world. And I'm just so excited to have you, to welcome you. We need you. Hell, I need you. And I'm just so glad to have you on this podcast and to do this interview. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I do agree, you know, as we were talking about how the nature of medicine can be traumatic, you know, there's a whole level of secondary trauma or things that aren't talked about. I actually met with uh, Lisa Rankin, who's talked a lot about that and, uh, you know, healing the healer, you know, it's important. Thanks for having me and happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone listening. Dr. Maureen for coming on the Dr. Me First podcast, for sharing about your unique practice and what you're doing in the world. I took a look at your website. It's absolutely phenomenal. All my listeners, go check it out. She's doing great work in the world, and I'm just so excited to have her as colleague and friend. All right, ready for this kick of encouragement? Learning to receive. 
It's been a motto that I am going into the holiday season, even as I was gearing up for it at the beginning of November, and Maureen brought it back up in our conversation today. I don't know about you, I am really good about pouring my cup out, shaking all the little drops out, giving as much as possible, and I super suck at receiving. I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is. So I'm going to give you the top three tips that I have so that you can go into this holiday season to truly receive and be filled up. All right, are you ready? So the first one, you are worthy. You have nothing else to prove. You've done all the things. You need to stop because you and yourself, your inherent value, who you are in the world, who you are becoming is worthy for any gift that you receive. Number two, when you get said gift, when someone wants you to receive something from them, I want you to see it as a way of connection. Look beyond the gift. Maybe it's a pair of socks or a crock pot or an Instapod or some little Christmas ornament your kids made at school. Yeah, the physical gift is nice, but I want you to see past that and see that it's someone gifting you connection with them. They're gifting you love. They're gifting you what you mean to them. And if you really look at that, how can you not accept it and receive it with a full heart? So that's one of my plans to do this year. And tip number three, add joy like it's butter on popcorn. I mean, think about it. So many times we get in our own head, we think about it some kind of hidden meaning, we attach a bunch of guilt and shame onto the stuff that we're receiving, and we can't even enjoy it. So what I want you to do is hang joy on it. Hang gratitude all over it, just like a great bucket of popcorn with some good butter and salt all over it. Just slather it up. Because that's exactly what it is. That is for our human experience. We are supposed to have joy. We're supposed to have all the feelings. And too many times when we tamper it away, I know what I've done is I've hated the holidays. Because I wasn't allowing myself to feel all of that experience. Because what if I'm not worth it? What if they see that I'm not doing as good as what they think I am? What if I should be doing more? Instead, I want you to throw all that shit aside. I want you to sit back. I want you to know you are worthy. I want you to see beyond the gift into the connection and love of it. And I want you to slather it with joy. And create those memories and those moments. And I think this will be a totally different holiday season for you. My friends, I'm so glad to come with you again to this extra special Thanksgiving edition podcast series. If you're enjoying it, don't rate it. Don't send comments, though I do love those sometimes. But if you love it, share it with somebody. Give it away so that then you can receive too. As always, remember my friends, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.
and heavy lids. One, two, three. 